Simple Not Easy. In this episode, I'm going to tell you a little story about giving some charity to homeless people and believe it or not, how that ties into training in a not so obvious way. Check it out. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Peace Walker Podcast, Craig Gray here. You're on episode number 60, halfway to 120. Today we're going to talk about simple, not easy. And I've probably talked about this subject before, but this is a unique take on this simple yet not easy perspective and and idea. I'm going to tell you a story about how this past week I gave away all my returnable bottles to homeless people (laughs) and how that ties into training in not a way that you might be thinking. But before I get into that, speaking of simple, not easy, it can be simple getting into this path of being a protector, but not necessarily easy. As a matter of fact, it's pretty counterintuitive. So over the past several decades, I've been helping countless people to defend themselves better, to protect other people more effectively, and to embrace this idea of the benefits of being a peace walker and being a protector in your own life. So how do you build a protector's lifestyle? Well, get on my sixdaydefense.com website and it's going to take you through a very simple six-day approach to getting started to being able to protect yourself more effectively and become a peace walker. It is absolutely free except for your time and attention and your email address. Once you put your email address in, You will then get access to the entire course, which is made up of six days of training. There are two five-minute videos per day. One video goes over a concept, and the other video goes over a physical defensive tactic. You also get access to my almost daily emails, where on an almost daily basis, you will find me in your inbox with a tip, trick, and tactic regarding being a peace walker and living a protector's lifestyle. So go to sixdaydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. That's sixdaydefense.com. And you too can get started in this journey of protecting yourself more effectively, gaining more confidence in your life, and living more fulfilled. Dr. Robert Humphrey, author of The Warrior's Creed, Warrior's Creed is this, wherever you go, everyone's a little bit safer because you're there. Wherever you are, anyone in need has a friend. And whenever you return home, people are glad that you're there. He thought it was a better life, and I do too, and I know you will as well once you're on the path. So go to sixdaydefense.com. All right, enough of my shameless promotion. So I don't know about you, but... During COVID, I accumulated a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of 
bottles, of returnable bottles. And the funny part is, is I was getting ready to return a several bags of these bottles just before COVID hit and everything shut down. And my caffeine drug choice is Coke Zero. And I drink, I actually have cut way back, I've cut way back on my consumption of Coke Zero uh, in, in lieu of kombucha and water. But... Um, but left to my own devices, I tend to drink a fair amount of Coke Zero. And I buy it by the two liter. So I had several bags of two liter bottles before COVID struck. And I was getting ready to go into uh, the local grocery store here in Myers and return all those bottles. So I had them all lined up in my, in my apartment here. And uh, I don't know, I probably had, uh, I'd say four bags, five bags something like that, trash bags, for the record, because two-liter bottles, they're big. But anyways, I was getting ready to return them, and bam, COVID hit, everything shut down, so I'm like, shit, what do I do? So they sat there for a number of weeks, and then obviously, during COVID, being that I was still on my Coke Zero kick, they really accumulated, and that's not even including my beer bottles, which... You know, I have some of those too. So eventually, my kitchen got pretty full with these trash bags full of two-liter bottles and beer bottles. So I decided, hey, I have a, at the academy, at my Krav Maga Academy, I've got some room in the storage little room. I can fill that up. So I took them last year. I took those trash can or trash bags and I put them in the academy and they accumulated a few of them as time went on uh, keeping my apartment clear of them however my storage little space and my little office area if you want to call it that it's not really my office but it's a little it's a little um, I don't know a few hundred square feet place where I store equipment in that um, I filled it up with these bags of bottles. And there they sat for a year, for over a year. And every time I would go in there, which was pretty much every day, I would look at these things and go, man, I got to take these back or something. But between the stores, either it took them a long time to open those bottle facilities back up, A, and B, they limit how many you can take and see now I've got a shit ton of these things and I'm lazy I don't feel like taking them all back so I'm like what can I do I can donate them or you know I got an idea I'm gonna go down there's a lot of homeless people in our in our area downtown and often who hang around near the not at the academy but but um, within a mile or two of the academy uh, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna load up my car and go give these to homeless people. Sounds like a simple solution. Who doesn't want money? They're asking for money all the time. Now, I'd love to say that I, I did this only because I have a, a good heart. And it is part of it, right? I did want to help out these folks. But it was also, you know, I'm, I'm me. So I can't say that I'm Sister Teresa. 
I, uh, I also did it because I wanted to get the things out of my academy. And I thought, hey, that was a good uh, compromise isn't the right word, but I can definitely help someone and do myself a favor. So why not make it a win-win? It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you donate something, you can write it off. Do you do it because you can write it off? Or you're doing it to help people and, hey, it's a bonus that it's a write-off. Well, so this past Sunday, I don't know about this past Sunday from when you're listening to it, but this past Sunday from when I'm recording it, this past Sunday I had a day to myself and it was kind of chilled out day. It was actually a really good day. It was a nice day, a little warm. I decided... I'm gonna I'm gonna load my car up and I'm gonna I'm going to go and give these away. And you will not guess what happened. It was so hard to give these things away to homeless people. Not many of them wanted these bottles. And uh, and I I'm, I do a good job, right? The beer bottles I I wash out before I put them in. So they weren't all slimy. They were not stinky or anything. The two liters I recapped them. I didn't. They're not all crushed, so they will go through the machines properly. Put them nice, neatly in trash bags. They're light. I didn't have a tremendous amount of beer bottles. Only a few um, smaller bags uh, full of beer bottles. And of those, so they weren't heavy, there weren't a lot of them, and they weren't stinky, they weren't sticky, they weren't anything. They were, hey, if you're a homeless person and wanting to take back bottles, these were like the, aside from cans, these are the best bottles to take back. So anyways, so I, I came across some homeless folks, you know, I load my car up and I take off on the road looking for homeless people to help. And I go down, tooling down the road, and sure enough, I look and I see, hey, there's some homeless guys. They're walking, and I pull over my car, and trying to trying to get a hold of them is hard, right? They're walking, on, and it's a one-way street. There's traffic now. I'm trying to find a way to get to them, so every time I kind of park my car, I, pull, I can't pull over because there's traffic, and there's no place to pull over. So finally, I, I work my way around, and I get to a point to where I can get out of my car and actually ask them. And they don't want them. They don't want them. I've got a car full of these things. They don't want them. So, all right. So, I, I say no big deal. And I, I'm on my way. It took me like three stops and an hour, basically, of finding another group of homeless people who finally took some. And they only would, would take two, right? Right now, I've got like five of these bags in my car three or four in my back seat and a couple in my trunk, um, one in my front seat. So, you know, I've got, I, I have another car load to go if, uh, if I want to get rid of all these suckers. And I'm tooling around trying, talking to people and trying to give these things away. So finally, I did actually give them away, but it took me, I figured it'd take me maybe half an hour, an hour. It took me like four hours. I had to make several trips back and forth to the academy. Um, maybe a couple stories later that I'll share with you guys about some of the stories of the people that I talked to. Because when I had a chance to talk to these fo- folks, I asked them kind of what the scoop was with them, what happened with their life, and you know, no judgment or anything, but I'm just kind of curious. 
as a human being of you know what happened why are you living this way what what occurred in your life that that drove you to this existence uh, so I got some really interesting stories on that too but that's for a different podcast this podcast is already one uh, it's already long enough I don't need to make it longer but um, so I finally after four four and a half hours gave all of these bottles away several trips to the academy several stops many of which resulted in people not wanting to take the the uh, bottles and I was thinking you know initially you might think well you are a thankless human being here you are begging for money destitute you smell you got basically all your belongings on your back I'm trying to give you some charity and you don't even want to take this bag to go to Myers to take it back to get some money. But you, you'll take, you know, five or ten bucks that I give you. Um, but then I really had to check myself and think, you know, that's not the right way to think. And quite frankly, it's their choice. They can do whatever they want. I also figured out, too, on Sundays that... The missions are open in the morning, and a lot of the folks, they don't get out of bed because the missions kick them out at a certain time of day, and they feed them, and there's a lot of resources on Sundays for them. So at first, when I was out and about in the morning, there was nobody around. So I think I started on my little quest about 10 a.m., and it probably took me, and there weren't very many of them, and uh, usually I know where they are where they are because they congregate in the same places. And when I would go to those places, they didn't uh, they weren't there. So I realized that they were you know sleeping in. They were at the missions and where they're feeding them and so forth. So they they kind of had a schedule. So after the afternoon came about, it was easier to get uh, to see more folks. It probably took a good. I would say noon or even one o'clock to where now the guys and gals were kind of out, out and about then. Um, but this all reminded me of training. This reminded me of training in many ways. One way is it is a simple but not easy journey. And what you think you need to do and what you actually need to do in this case learning to defend yourself, protect yourself, be confident. What you think needs to happen, what actually needs to happen, are two very different things. The process is very simple, but it is not necessarily easy. If the main thing is, it takes time. That's probably why a lot of people choose to get a firearm, because they think that's easy. And that ain't easy either. It's simple, you squeeze the trigger, but it's not easy. In many respects. Obviously taking a life is not easy. But even leading up to that point. You have to learn a lot of other skills. In order to just be proficient at using that firearm. Not to mention the ethics behind it. So. Learning to protect yourself is very Quite, it's quite simple, but it is not easy. The very least of your worries, you have to show up to the training or you have to, you know, if you're training online, let's say, you have to actually engage. One thing is watching or listening to it. Another thing is actually implementing what the lessons are uh, 
so you can actually learn something and not just treat it like a TV show. And if you're going live to a live training, you actually have to make the time to fucking train. I had some dude come into the studio the other week, and he wanted to train with his son, I think. And I don't know what he was thinking, but you know they wanted to get proficient in a very short period of time. They didn't really sound like they didn't really want to put the work in. Every time that I made a suggestion, they were they were busy or it wasn't going to work. You know how proficient can basically they get in one day a week for like an hour? Um, not very fucking proficient. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. Couldn't go to seminars on the weekend because they went to church. You know, we have our seminars on Sunday. Wanted to go to a three-day boot camp, but yet, once again, on Sunday, well, kind of busy on Sundays. So, hey, what what, happen if, what would happen if I went half that time? Ongoing classes. Oh, we got a really busy schedule, you know. Um, you know, two days a week is too much. Three days a week is definitely too much. You know, maybe we can, might be able to make it one day a week. To which I said, fine, then go one day a week, but you just have more have to have more patience with yourself. I don't really care, but you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Here's, here's what I do know from doing this, from teaching this for three and a half decades now. Usually people who don't make that commitment are unwilling to make that commitment, who aren't going to go very often, they end up getting frustrated and quitting because it wasn't a really big priority in the first place. It was a knee-jerk reaction to something because it's simple but not easy. It's simple. Show up to class. Not easy because you actually have to show up to class. Right? You've got to make the time for it in your life. You have to embrace that. You have to become that. You have to see yourself in that role of being a student and really applying yourself. And if there's not another motivator there, you're going to have a hard time doing that. Same thing with the testing process. We're coming about a testing process at the academy right now. And um, a lot of everybody wants to test because they want the, want the challenge and they want the recognition of the rank and so forth. But what happens is the people oftentimes, they don't want, they don't really want to test until it's, or they don't really want to go to class until it's time to test. So we get, uh, I always get a handful of people who get remorseful and maybe a little bitter and that's when they quit or whatever because you know they see their compadres getting chosen, the people who have been there consistently for however long, then they don't get chosen, they feel bad, they lose face and they, and they sometimes quit because they miss the number one rule. Number one rule is show up if they want to test. And the same thing holds true with, with life number one rule is to show up if you want to be successful in any way. Again, simple, not easy. Just showing up is a lot of the challenge of success. I don't know if it was Woody Allen. might have been Woody Allen who said, you know, 80% of success is just showing up. And I'll add, keep going. You've heard me say that numerous times. So tip trick and the tactic of the day is this. You got to show up. It's simple, but it's not easy. Just showing up consistently 
and being open to learning and showing up consistently even if you don't feel like it. Some days, most days, I don't feel like working out. I do it because I've developed a habit. Now, there are so many more lessons about my time giving those bottles away, but I'll save those for future podcasts. In the meantime, keep going. And remember, if you want to get started in this life of a peace walker, go to my sixdaydefense.com course. And in that sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out except for the dot, you're going to get what it takes and what you need to get your peace walker butt in gear. <laughs> How to get started. And that getting started is the hardest thing. Next hardest thing is to keep going. But the first thing on your agenda should be to get started. And if you want to get started in this path of a peace walker and learning how to protect yourself, be more confident, live a more fulfilled life, something that could could change your life and maybe even save it, get on get on my program, sixdaydefense.com. All right. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you on the next episode. Craig Gray, Peace Walker Podcast, out. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker Podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.